The Pismon recited on the sixth night of Slichos before Rosh Hashanah, based on the Minag of Polin, is a very, very fascinating Slicha because its style and subject matter is extremely distinct and causes certain problems that are very evident when you read the Piyot. Obviously not problems for the author, who is completely in charge of his language selection and his word choice, but for people reading it that may be less initiated. The basic pismon is a play off of the well-known Pasuk in Tehillim, Parakhaf. This is a parak which we all know because we recite it at least once a day and very often we recite it more frequently for, for a particular crisis, or for Shlema. We call it the parak of Lam Natsach Mizmar David. That's Tehillim, Parakhaf. And at the end of Tehillim, Parakhaf, Elev Arechav, V'Elev Asusim, V'Anachnu B'Shem Hashem Elokinu Nazkir. Some come with their chariots, some come with their horses, but we come in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the next pasuk continues, they, they have their approach, but we have a different approach. Hema Karuvena follow, they will ultimately falter. Vanachno Kamno Vanisadad. So the two psukim together are general psukim contrasting our own plight and destiny with those enemies of the Jewish people, enemies of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We will rise and we will be strengthened. However, that first Pasuk has very, very staunch military imagery. Some have chariots, some have horses. We come, and not just come, but we also fight and battle the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That phraseology, Eila Varechev, the Eila Vasusim, to highlight not just the the uh, resources that other people bring as opposed to religious resources, namely the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the military armaments, the, the weaponry, the steeds and chariots and horses, that phraseology is implanted into this pismon. So each stanza begins with Ela with this and Ela with this, but we come with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's strength. So the first paragraph, Ela B'Shali Shemo, the Ela B'Parashemo. Some come with their shalishemo, that's a certain type of a general, a shlish would be a general. The eleb parashemo, some come with their steeds, parashim. This is parashim is a fast horse. Eleb legionam, the second paragraph, some come with their legions. The eleb and some come with their military pride. Eleb maginasam, some come with their shields. The eleb tsinasam mistacharim, some come with their, another type of a shield is a tsina. Again and again, the stanza begins, these are shorter stanzas, the stanza begins by describing the military weaponry which the nations um, produce, and yet we come with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with our emunah, with our strength of belief, with our praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's really a play off of that parak in Tehillim Parak Chaf, which is so well known to us by its beginning, Lam Natseach Mizmor LeDavid. The refrain, the chorus, draws itself from a different section in Tanakh, but also a military section. This is a lesser-known section in Divrei Hayamim Beis, Parak Yudalit, about a lesser-known king during the first Beis Hamikdash called Asa. Asa was a king in the southern kingdom. He was a righteous king. He fought many battles um, against certain local countries and empires or their proxies. And in Parak Yudalit, the... Tanakh describes in different Hayam and Beis a war he fights with Zerach Akushi, uh, a, a military leader named Zerach, who led a band of warriors that were Kushim, and he triumphed, and he davened to Hashem, 
And he says, Ein imcha la'azar, you have nothing holding you back from helping Ben Ravli in Koach. Those who are many, those who are strong, you can help them if you choose, or for the same price you can choose those who are weak and those who are less. So basically you have arbitrary choice, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whom to prefer and whom to support, whom to assist in battle. And then he continues, Azreinu Hashem Elokeinu, please help us, Ki Halacha Nish'anu, because we lean on you, we rely on you. Uvishimcha Banu Alehamon Hazeh Hashem Elokeinu. And we have, we have engaged in battle purely in your name, or for your sake. So his point is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you decide the military outcome, and we are fighting this war on your behalf, and we rely on you, and therefore, please support us, and don't support man-made weaponry. So it's probably, okay, it's probably the tefillah in the entire Tanakh about military prospects and success, which is the most direct, in mentioning how limited we are in our weaponry, but how much we rely upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and how much we see this battle as a larger battle on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we expect his support, and we expect his contribution. That's the chorus, that's the refrain of this slicha. Azreinu lokei yishenu keolecha nishanu. Please help us, Hashem, because we rely on you. At the end of every stanza, Azreinu elokei yishenu keolecha nishanu. Azreinu elokei yishenu keolecha nishanu. Lifted literally from the prayer of Asa, Aleph Samach Aleph, before he went into battle. Now, if you read past this pismon very quickly, you don't even notice what's happening. But those two stylistic elements or components of the pismon are consistent. Namely, the Eila Ve'ela, a play on Tehillim Parachaf, Eila Varechev, Ve'ela Vasusim. Throughout this pismon, they have steeds, they have horses, but we have Hashem, they have shields, they have other types of larger shields, we have a Kodesh Baruch and the refrain or the chorus of Azreinu Elokei Yishenu Kelacha Nishanu, which taken by itself doesn't have military overtones, but when seen in the context of Divri Hayamim, is a prayer said right before Asa went into battle about the prospects for success in the ensuing battle. Which means that basically this pismon is one of the more unique pismonim in the entire section of Slichos. I mentioned through several of these conversations, several of these talks, the interlacing between the arc of Jewish history, the persecution of Jewish people, the desire, the craving for redemption and salvation, and the personal absolution and penitence and the personal redemption which Tshuva solicits and seeks. But there's always an interplay. This pismo is completely about the Jewish people and their struggles and completely about a military process either actual or metaphoric, but all the words are military. All the words are about battle and elements of battle. So it really is a very unique pismon. It was almost lifted from some other, obviously it wasn't, but it was, it's lifted from some other context, because it doesn't really fit. There's very little here about tshuva per se. There's no casual return to tshuva, just like Am Yisrael needs salvation, please uh, redeem me and accept my tshuva. And of course the concept of gul and tshuva is a discussion unto itself. So it really is just about battle, and that's what makes the Pismon so difficult, because, let's face it, Tanakh isn't really a book of battles. And even the battles which it describes in the military encounters, it's not like reading Jane's Military Weekly. It's not like you're reading uh, a very, very detailed description of battle or of weaponry. There are very, very few scenes of battle that are described very, very specifically. 
The Pismon recited on the sixth night of Slichos before Rosh Hashanah, based on the Minag of Polin, is a very, very fascinating Slicha because its style and subject matter is extremely distinct and causes certain problems that are very evident when you read the Piyot. Obviously not problems for the author, who is completely in charge of his language selection and his word choice, but for people reading it that may be less initiated. The basic Pismon is a play off of the well-known Pasuk in Tehillim, Parakhaf. This is a parak which we all know because we recite it at least once a day, and very often we recite it more frequently for, for a particular crisis or for Shlema. We call it the parak of Lam Natsiach Mizmar David. That's Tehillim, Parakhaf. And at the end of Tehillim, Parakhaf, Elev Arechav, V'elev Asusim, V'anachnu B'Shem Hashem Elokinu Nazkir. Some come with their chariots, some come with their horses, but we come in the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the next pasuk continues, the, they have their approach, but we have a different approach. Hema Karuvena follow, they will ultimately falter. Vanachno Kamno Vanisadad. So the two psukim together are general psukim contrasting our own plight and destiny with those enemies of the Jewish people, enemies of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We will rise and we will be strengthened. However, that first Pasuk has very, very staunch military imagery. Some have chariots, some have horses. We come, and not just come, but we also fight and battle the name of HaKadosh Baruch That phraseology, Eile Barechev, V'Eile Vasuisim, to highlight not just the the uh, resources that other people bring as opposed to religious resources, namely the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but the military armaments, the, the weaponry, the steeds and chariots and horses, that phraseology is implanted into this pismon. So each stanza begins with Ela with this and Ela with this, but we come with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's strength. So the first paragraph, Ela B'Sholi Shemo, the Ela B'Parashemo. Some come with their shalishemo, that's a certain type of a general, a shlish would be a general. The elebe parashemo, some come with their steeds, parashim. This parashim parashim is a fast horse. Elebe legionan, the second paragraph, some come with their legions. The elebe gonam, some come with their military pride. Elebe maginasam, some come with their shields. The elebe tzinasam mistacharim, some come with their, another type of a shield is a tzina. Again and again, the stanza begins, these are shorter stanzas, the stanza begins by describing the military weaponry which the nations um, produce, and yet we come with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with our emunah, with our strength of belief, with our praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's really a play off of that parak in Tehillim Perak Chaf, which is so well known to us by its beginning, Lam Natseach Mizmor LeDavid. The refrain, the chorus, draws itself from a different section in Tanakh, but also a military section. This is a lesser-known section in Divrahayam and Beis, Parak Yudalit, about a lesser-known king during the first Beis Amikdash called Asa. Asa was a king in the southern kingdom. He was a righteous king. He fought many battles um, against certain local countries and empires or their proxies. And in Parak Yudalit, the... Tanakh describes in different Hayam and Beis a war he fights with Zerach HaKushi, uh, a, a military leader named Zerach, who led a band of warriors that were Kushim, and he triumphed, and he davened to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Vayikra Asa El Hashem Elokav, he davens to Hashem, 
And he says, Ein imcha la'azar, you have nothing holding you back from helping bin Ravli in Koach. Those who are many, those who are strong, you can help them if you choose, or for the same price you can choose those who are weak and those who are less. So basically you have arbitrary choice, HaKadosh Baruch whom to prefer and whom to support, whom to assist in battle. And then he continues, Azreinu Hashem Malokeinu, please help us, Ki Halacha Nish'anu, because we lean on you, we rely on you, Uvishimcha Banu Alehamon Hazeh Hashem Malokeinu, and we have, we have engaged in battle purely in your name, or for your sake. So his point is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you decide the military outcome, and we are fighting this war on your behalf, and we rely on you, and therefore, please support us, and don't support man-made weaponry. So it's probably, okay, it's probably the tefillah in the entire Tanakh about military prospects and success, which is the most direct in mentioning how limited we are in our weaponry, but how much we rely upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and how much we see this battle as a larger battle on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore we expect his support and we expect his contribution. That's the chorus, that's the refrain of this slicha. Azreinu lokei yeshenu, Please help us, Hashem, because we rely on you. At the end of every stanza, Azreinu Elokei Yishenu Kielacha Nishanu. Azreinu Elokei Yishenu Kielacha Nishanu. Lifted literally from the prayer of Asa, Aleph Samach Aleph, before he went into battle. Now, if you read past this pismon very quickly, you don't even notice what's happening. But those two stylistic elements or components of the pismon are consistent. Namely, the Eila Ve'ela. I play on Tehillim Parakhaf, Elev Arechev, Ve'elev Asusim. Throughout this Pismon, they have steeds, they have horses, but we have Hashem, they have shields, they have other types of larger shields, we have a Kurdish Baruch. And the refrain or the chorus of Azreinu Elokei Yishenu, Kelacha Nishanu, which taken by itself doesn't have military overtones, but when seen in the context of Divri Hayamim, is a prayer said right before Asa went into battle about the prospects for success in the ensuing battle. Which means that basically this pismon is one of the more unique pismonim in the entire section of Slichos. I mentioned through several of these conversations, several of these talks, the interlacing between the arc of Jewish history, the persecution of Jewish people, the desire, the craving for redemption and salvation, and the personal absolution and penitence and the personal redemption which Tshuva solicits and seeks. But there's always an interplay. This pismot is completely about the Jewish people and their struggles, and completely about a military process, either actual or metaphoric, but all the words are military. All the words are about battle and elements of battle. So it really is a very unique pismon. It was almost lifted from some other, obviously it wasn't, but it was, it's lifted from some other context, because it doesn't really fit. There's very little here about tshuva per se. There's no casual return to tshuva, just like Am Yisrael needs salvation, please uh, redeem me and accept my tshuva. And of course the concept of gul and tshuva is a discussion unto itself. So it really is just about battle, and that's what makes the pismon so difficult, because Let's face it, Tanakh isn't really a book of battles. And even the battles which it describes in the military encounters, it's not like reading Jane's Military Weekly. It's not like you're reading uh, a very, very detailed description of battle or of weaponry. There are very, very few scenes of battle that are described very, very specifically. 